Moncrief on News Talk. Time for a how to when we address the sorts of decisions we don't take every day. Today it's how to learn a musical instrument. Michael Dawson is conductor and CEO of the Irish Institute of Music and Song in Balbriggan. Michael, good afternoon to you. Delighted to be here. Uh, right, so we're talking about, we're not talking about children, we're talking about grown up people who've always had a kind of notion to do it and go, right, okay, I'm going to uh, try to learn one. Is there, I assume that there are some instruments more difficult to learn than others and what are they and why? Absolutely. So uh, recently in Ireland, there's been a wave of ukulele going through the country and there's probably several reasons for that. If you look at the violin, which in many ways is a similar instrument to the ukulele, it's got four strings, um, except you use a bow. The violin is significantly more difficult to learn than, say, the ukulele. Okay. And, and one of the main reasons it is, is because the ukulele has these lines that go across the neck of the ukulele called frets. And they divide up the notes of the instrument to make it really, really easy to, to figure out what notes you're playing. The violin, for example, you don't have any lines, so you have to learn the exact position, the exact difference between the length between your index and your middle finger and as you go through the scale, know exactly where to land your fingers. So it takes a lot longer to actually learn scales and learn notes on that instrument. Right, okay, so uh, well, okay. So you said a ukulele is easier to learn than a violin, is that our only choice here, Michael? <laughs> no. At the end of the day, if you're an adult and you want to learn an instrument, um, you want to try and choose an instrument. Well, first that is in the style of music that you love because you want to be motivated to learn it. You want to Mm. play, if you love the Beatles, learn one of the instruments the Beatles plays. If you love classical music, maybe you want to learn piano. Um, And out of all those instruments, easier instruments are ones that visually you can see and where once you put your finger or push the the, the key down, it makes the sound already. You don't have to make the sound. So for example, piano, if a piano's in tune, piano is a fantastic one because you literally, all you have to do is push down the key and the noise is made for you. If you look at, say, some of the brass instruments, you've got to learn embouchure, you've got to learn breathing and you've got to figure out the notes that way. So they can take a little bit longer initially to, to learn. Right, okay, so as opposed to you press that and it makes that sound, there's a kind of a feel and hearing between things like the violin or reed instruments in general. Exactly. Yeah. Now, and I assume the reason you're saying, uh, you start out with the example of the ukulele, is the ukulele kind of like an easy guitar yeah. uh, in a way? Yeah, ukulele is is probably one of the easiest instruments for a person to learn. We actually, at the Irish Instrument Music and Song, we do these programs where we bring community groups or schools in and we can teach them an entire song, three chords in 30 minutes with Okay. Pretty much 100% success rate. It's just, it's just how we do it. And we basically use motor learning, motor learning theory to do this. And it's something that's kind of been, there's been a big move in the music world, in the education world, to use these new techniques that have been developed over the last, say, 100 years and apply them to, to music learning. Okay, so describe what motor, how that works, the motor learning. Yeah, so up until about the 1970s, a lot of the, the understanding of the brain thought that our brains were kind of solid. Once we got to adulthood, they were kind of, that, that's how you are. Yeah. Nothing really is going to change. It's more difficult to learn things. But really, since the 1970s, we've learned this thing called neuroplasticity. Well, it was called neuroplasticity before that, but we've learned that actually it makes a huge difference in how we learn. What that basically means is right up until the moment we die, our brain is, has the capability to keep learning. We're always creating new neurons and new neurons 
neural pathways. So motor learning theory is basically learning anything that's a motor function. It's the theory behind how that happens. So for example, as children, we learn how to walk. We put one foot in front of the other and eventually over time we learn that's how you walk. If we pick up a, a tennis racket, maybe the first time someone throws a ball at us, we miss. But very, very quickly we'll learn how to hit that ball. So that's just a motor skill that we're learning. Learning an instrument is no different than learning any other motor skill. Basically, if it's the piano, you're learning how to move your fingers in the way, the motor skill of that. If it's the violin, it's the bow. If it's a guitar or if it's a ukulele, it's strumming with one hand and pushing down the notes with the other. Yeah. Okay. So, and, and does, does that also mean it's, it's no more difficult to learn the ukulele uh, if you're six or 60? Well, at the end of the day, young children and teenagers, their brain is extra plastic. They just learn things really, really quickly. But actually, as an adult, you can learn fairly quickly if you use the right techniques. And there are ways of kind of cheating your way into learning an instrument. Ah, okay. Such as? Such as... um, Maybe when I was growing up, I would have been told, oh, you need to go practice four hours a day if you want to be an amazing piano player. Or I play play also some traditional instruments. Um, And what we know now is actually you're better off not block practicing. So what's block practicing? Block practicing could be, hey, I've got a full time job and I've decided I want to learn the guitar. So but really, I've got a I've got a family. I've got all these other commitments. So the only time I really have to learn guitar is on a Sunday. So I decide, right, I'm going to lock myself in my man cave and I'm going to learn guitar. Uh, You spend four hours learning it uh, and then you don't come back to it until the next week. Mm. Um, That's actually not a very efficient way to learn. The best way to learn from a motor learning perspective is actually to dip in more frequently and for less time. So for example, instead you might dip in on a Monday for 15 minutes uh, and then on Tuesday for 15 minutes. And the accumulation of that over time is the thing that's going to really speed up your process when it comes to to learning. Right, okay. And uh, just the pure repetition of it so that you don't don't even have to think about what you're Yes, frequently. And the other thing is, if you try and block practice, say do four hours on a Sunday and you're not used to it, you actually could end up uh, hurting yourself with some repetitive strain injury. Just like if you only went running once a week, that run is always going to be quite difficult. It's never going to get easier. (laughs) So it's the same with learning an instrument. Right. Okay. Uh, uh, Somebody wants to know, is the banjo hard to learn? Banjo is quite similar to guitar in many ways because you have the frets. So Mm. any instrument that kind of guides you through it is, is, is pretty handy. And it depends also what style you want to learn. So what's really, really nice, if you use trad banjo, your traditional Irish banjo, you're actually learning the melodies and you're using a plectrum like guitar. So if you have even ukulele experience, going back to the, the yeah. simple simple instrument, the ukulele, actually then moving on to the banjo will be will be quite easy. Okay. Now, the, uh, uh, is it a thing? Because uh, it sounds like a cliche to me. If you, you know, if you can learn one foreign language, it's easy to learn other foreign languages and the same applies to musical instruments, is it? Absolutely because really how in Western music we look at music it's the same no matter what instrument you're playing we've kind of generally we divide scales up into seven notes um, that's everyone knows their do, re, mi, fa, sol, la, ti that's just a normal scale mm. and there's different variations of that but everything is kind of within that. So once you kind of learn how to do a scale on a guitar, jumping over to the banjo is going to become much easier because now your fingers are used to this this movement. They're used to, to moving along the fretboards. Your ear is used to the sound of it. And maybe your right hand, if you're right-handed at that plucking the string, is going to get used to that as well. And then when it comes to learning a piano, maybe if you play a few notes, you might recognise that those notes are like the scale you played on your guitar so it, 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 everything builds on top of each other Okay yeah because you can see the link there between a the ukulele and a guitar because really, yeah. it, it feels very familiar uh, to your body uh, Somebody wants to know if I played piano when I was younger will it be easy for me to pick up or am I st- starting at the start again? 
No, absolutely. If you learned it when you're younger, much like riding a bike, um, a lot of that is still there and will come back extremely fast. And there's also another thing you can do to hack how quickly you learn. So if you're, say, learning a scale uh, and the scale just goes da 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 dee dee and you can play it normally at a normal tempo, dum, 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 dum. If you've got, if you're stuck for time and you're limited, instead of playing it the same rhythm every time the next time you play the scale you should play it dum da dum da dum da dum and maybe next time you're going to go dum 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 and by playing it in those three different ways you're now creating more information for your brain to learn so it's learned it three different ways so when you go to play it the first way it's going to be much much easier yeah uh, M in Cork uh, back to that old joke about the Beatles were three musicians and a drummer what about the drums uh, do you need to, uh, to have excellent coordination and rhythm to begin with my daughter has been playing drums for years and is now studying music at college with drums as her core instrument and I'm always confused as to how she manages to move all her limbs independently of each other yeah one of the, one of the great things about learning an instrument is it allows you to work on your coordination and it can be applied to so many aspects of your life the drums can literally start with you walk what is the pace you walk uh, what is your cadence when you walk and that marching bands if you took away the music they're all marching together and that essentially is drums it's just percussion um, and the more you do it the more you'll develop those those different skills where you can you look like you're playing a hi-hat with one hand and you're beating your 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 right foot to play the bass drum and your other hands are doing other things once again it's all about just layering uh, and it's really important to say this to everyone um, never it's important to all always be within a reach that you're going to achieve. So you always want to be able to have desirable difficulties. What's that? It's don't expect to be playing Beethoven sonatas straight away in your first (laughs) year. Plan accordingly and try and give yourself little wins, little gains. Because at the end of the day, playing music should be fun. It should be about expressing yourself and you want to make sure you're enjoying it. And the best way to enjoy it is to make sure that you're always achieving and being successful as you go along your process. Yeah. And so, right. Okay. So, so in terms of, of, uh, practicing much more preferable to do uh, often and smaller than the, mm. the, the big session at the weekend. The the uh, so th- what's the proportion, if you like, between lessons? And practicing. I mean, do you need that many lessons? Because it's really more about practicing. This is what you're saying. This is literally a question we get asked all the time. Um, we've got a school up in Balbrig in the Irish Institute of Music and Song, and people are constantly asking, "Okay, do I have a half an hour lesson or do I have an hour lesson? And what's the benefit?" At the end of the day, the most important thing is how much you practice at home. Mm. So if you do fifty minutes, twenty minutes every day, that's going to have a bigger impact than the half an hour you spend with your teacher. And at the end of the day, music is it, it's 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 something that you should do because you love. If you can afford an hour lesson, well then do an hour lesson. Uh, but if you can't, a half an hour lesson with a good teacher is more than enough. They aren't going to be able to do the repetitions. They can't go into your body mm-hmm. uh, and yeah. do the repetitions for you. You have to do that and and make the time in a nice safe space, a focused space, no children, uh, no other loud music, no TV on. Make the space where you can really focus on it. And if you do that, you'll grow infinitely fast. Yeah. How do you know? I know this might sound as uh, how long is a piece of string question. How do you know when you can play an instrument, if you know what I mean? Like, you know, is there kind of like after a year you go, oh yeah, hang on, I can just do this and I'll think about it. Or yeah, is- yeah. Like I think 
at the end of the day, you should be within one semester and what's a semester, say September to December, you should be able to play an instrument to a very basic level within one semester. If you can't within 10 lessons play one song or, or have a basic uh, thing about it, I would say either find a new teacher or it means you're not practicing enough because at, it's very, very rare for people to not actually be able to learn a musical instrument. It's 4% of the world's population actually have a disorder that means they cannot hear if a pitch is high or if a pitch is low. Or so like they're tone deaf. They're literally yeah. tone deaf. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. So, and, and when people say, I'm not musical. Yeah. Uh, I, I, well, that's a kind of a generalised thing, really. I suppose, apart from being tone deaf, everyone's musical. Yeah, every, literally, there, there is a condition that only percent, uh, that only affects 4% of the world's population. But I think, it, it's funny, I lived in America for four years when I was studying a doctorate degree in music. And over there, it wasn't as big a thing. We've got a guy working with us from Africa and he says, everyone dances and everyone sings. I think in Ireland, we have this kind of self-conscious thing. Maybe it comes from our lots of other reasons that, like, mm. that make up being Irish. But if, like, I was never very good at soccer, but if I was outside and we were all kicking a ball around, if someone kicked the ball to me, I wouldn't go, oh, I'm not very good at soccer. Yeah, I'm not kicking yeah, the ball back to yeah. me. But in Ireland, we feel like, oh, oh, I'm not a good singer, so I won't sing. When actually we're talking about the, the wrong thing. It's not about whether you're good or not. It's about, it's about communicating and expressing and getting involved with other people and, and basically just in, enjoying your voice or enjoying an instrument. Uh, but if you can't sing, if it's beyond doubt you're having a note in your head in terms of singing, that doesn't preclude you from learning an instrument. Absolutely not. Yeah, yeah. like the ability to, to hear a pitch and sing it back is a very different thing. A lot of people, if you can hear that a pitch is high, say that a siren of an ambulance or a siren of, uh, of, a, of a guard car is a high pitch and you can hear that maybe a boat foghorn is a low pitch, well then you don't suffer from this condition. You absolutely yeah. can do it. Uh, trying to teach my husband piano, hardest part is trying to teach him to read music. Mm. It's another language. Is that necessary to have to read music? It all depends on what your end goal is. So if your end goal is to learn, say, classical music or you want to play a lot of film music or video game music, well, then learning the notes or the dots, as we say, that's going to make it easier. You're going to learn it faster because of that. But you don't actually need it. And nowadays, you can literally jump on YouTube and there are hundreds of videos of anyone teaching you every song you could ever think of under the Mm. sun. It's absolutely amazing. Now, it'll be a lot slower because you're going to have to look at it, stop the video, go back. Where do their fingers move? How do they do it? I would actually recommend that, that everyone, if they're learning an instrument, start learning the dots if you have time but you do not need it in fact some of the most amazing musicians in the world don't know how to read the dots Hans Zimmer many people know Hans oh, Zimmer he's yeah. one of the most famous composers for film music he does not read the dots he huh. cannot read music how interesting uh, now on the, on the uh, now obviously if you're starting out you know if you want to learn uh, the guitar you don't go and buy yourself a Stratocaster or something you know yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, um, is our second hand instruments perfectly acceptable second hand instruments are absolutely in fact it's even better if you can get a, a second hand instrument and I would say if you get one take it into your local music shop and go hey look any chance you can put the strings on this for me can you yeah. just tune it up to get you going because oftentimes that's one of the, the barriers it's you have this guitar and it's whacked out of tune and you've no idea how to tune it so take it into the store or find someone you know just to get it in tune so you can learn how to do that and then maybe over the next couple of months you can actually learn how to how to tune it yourself second hand instruments are great but also you don't need to spend a lot of money you can get a really really good beginner guitar 150 200 euro or a second hand you'll get it on Dundee or whatever yeah. for, for very little As some instruments though I assume are expensive to start out with the yeah, harp is it, kind it, of a it, bit pricey yeah it's so sad because a lot of the Irish instruments that are part of our 
culture like the harpers are a national emblem but they're quite expensive it would be fantastic if more people could play it there are if you look around there are certain organisations around the country they have music libraries and music and they're building up these mm. banks of instruments so check your local library check that your local music um, schools and see if they have instruments Oftentimes, you might be able to rent an instrument for say three euro a week which is fantastic because um, adults are less so but children particularly um, we never know if the child is going to keep up something you know they'll start something give it up the next day and if you rent the instrument it means you're not you're not dealing yeah. with that uh, I'm a singing teacher I struggle to find the balance between how I learned to sing and how I teach my singing students mm. has your guest any advice for me? Absolutely. So one of the challenges with with that is if you are a naturally great singer uh, and your whole life you've been a fantastic singer, you kind of don't really know how How you do it. Yeah. 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 Actually, when I was in America, when I was studying the doctor, one of the people I studied with is this woman called Lynn Helding. She has a book she released recently called The Musician's Mind. And it talks about singing, the teaching of singing and how to do that. And I'd say as a singing teacher, look at courses. There's amazing courses all around Ireland. There's there's the singing and teaching singing course um, in Dublin. There's, There's other ones. And if you can learn about how the voice works, because one of the great things about a piano or guitar is you can see where your fingers go. But when it comes to your voice you can't see yes, what it's doing yeah, yeah. so you want to try and build an understanding of the physiology of that um, books by Janice Chapman she's amazing Lynn, Held, uh, Lynn Helding Richard Miller if you look up these people look at how they describe the voice and the exercises they give and see if you can bring that to your, to your students Michael thanks a million for coming into us today that was Michael Dawson there conductor and CEO of the Irish Institute of Music and Song in Balbriggan Moncrief, weekdays at 2 p.m. on News Talk.